head coach of the New England Patriots, Bill Belichick, joins us. Good to see you again. Thanks. Good to be here. Good to be working this week. It is good to be working this week. I was thinking about that, actually, as a jump-off point. I know that the Super Bowl is a Super Bowl, but do you find every one of these experiences is unique, or are there things that you carry from one year to the next as far as how you prepare and the things that you're doing? Well, so I think there's some there's some carryover, but it's it's pretty unique. The location's usually different, and the teams are certainly different from uh, any other ones that we've we've had um so it's that 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 in itself is the most uh i'd say the biggest difference is the team that you're playing and uh, how unfamiliar you are usually with those teams um so that's we had a couple of situations where you know going back to other super bowls where we had played team during the regular season but um these last three not so much number eight (laughs) since you've been here as a head coach in terms of preparation do you feel like you have it down uh, if you think about how you prepared for, I'll say the second one, because the first one was some unusual circumstances, got a quicker turnaround. The way you prepare for the second one, is, do you now, do you, do you spend less time because it's so familiar to you? How, how's that process? Well, I think there are some things that you can carry from that, but it's a, it's a learning process. There are things that uh, we learned from last year that, We'll do a little bit differently this year. Um, I think organizationally, um, handling the logistics of uh, transportation and hotels and so forth, all the things that go with that, that's that's certainly um, become a pretty smooth uh, process. Uh, so that's that's been good. Now you didn't play Philly this year, but two guys you're very familiar with would be Chris Long and Legarrette <laughs> Blunt. How have those two fit in with the Eagles this year? Uh, well, they both have um, solid roles. Um, Chris is well, they they wrote their defensive linemen, so uh, Chris is part of that. Usually plays on our right, um, and he's had a productive year. And uh, Le- Garrett's done a good job for him. And um, really, all situations, primarily uh, early downs and short yardage. But um, you know, he's given them uh, the plays that we know he has some um, tough yardage plays, and uh, he's a very athletic player when he gets into space. So uh, they've done a good job for him. As much as you can, is this a normal work week? I mean, I know there's a whole bunch of stuff going on around this, but for you and your football team, do you try to make this as normal as you can? Well, we try to make it as productive as we can. I wouldn't say it's normal. It's We're, we're practicing Thursday through Sunday, and so that that's a little bit different than what we normally do. But we try to use our time efficiently, get the most out of it, uh, whether it be meetings, walkthroughs, film study, practice. Um, try to get our team prepared the best that we can. We want them to... Uh, all of us players and coaches to be at our our very best level next Sunday night. So that's that's the goal. That's our target. I heard one of your press conferences uh, uh, last week. You were talking about Chris Long being there as opposed to here. You said he did a good job here for you uh, in this system. This is in Philadelphia is probably more suited to his skill set. What did you mean by that? What are the uh, big differences that he's doing there that he wasn't doing here? Well, I'd say their system's pretty similar to what he did with the Rams, and um, ours is a little bit different from that. So, uh, but look, he, he's a good player. He's he's shown he can play in different systems. I'm not saying that it worked out well for him, and so I'm happy for him. More more rushing opportunities there. Is it? Is it? Would you say it's like more of an? It's a lot of nine technique, five and nine technique. And then also wanted to ask you, speaking of defense, just overall first four weeks of the season. Uh, statistically, the Patriots were either 32nd or 31st defensively. From that point on, uh, fewest points allowed in the league. 
what would you attribute that that turnaround to? Uh, better playing, better coaching, better execution. Now, when you guys earlier in the year went to Denver, then to Fort Collins, then to Mexico, you were away from this facility for, for a week. Does, is that helpful in this case now? Because you have a lot of players that have experienced the Super Bowl before, but, of course, a number of new players that haven't. So is, is that experience something that you can take from? Uh, maybe a little bit. It's, it's kind of a totally different trip. But um, maybe the West Virginia trip is that was a different trip, too, but. Um, it's probably more like that. Even though we didn't play in West Virginia, we traveled to Houston. Um, but you know what? They're all they're all actually a little bit different. Um, there's some commonalities in traveling and being on the road. Um, so, I mean, we've we've played a lot of football this year. We've been in a lot of different situations. Hopefully, each one's a little bit different. Hopefully, we'll be able to adapt to this one and have a good week of preparation in Minnesota. You've uh, you've coached in a Super Bowl with a quarterback who didn't start the season as your starting quarterback, who started the season as your backup. Philadelphia is in the same situation. When you look at Foles and what he's been able to accomplish since coming in for Carson Wentz, what are the strengths of what his game is? He's played really well, um, even in the, the fourth quarter of the Rams game when he when he came in there. Um, good decision making, good accuracy, uh, very good command of the team. Plays good situational football. Um, he's done a good job for him. You've uh, talked about Philadelphia, and it's the West Coast offense. Uh, do they do any tweaks on the West Coast offense? Do they do a little, a little something different, or is it pretty much, you know, what you've seen uh, over the years? Oh, I'd say they've tweaked it quite a bit. I mean, this is not really what we saw from Bill Walsh and and uh, San Francisco back in the '80s. There's there's a lot of shotgun. Um, uh, they've they've added a lot of. Um, uh, the run pass option plays, the bubble screens, the the multi, the run pass option on the same play. Uh, sometimes those plays are check, run, or pass. Um, they have a lot of plays where it could be either one, depending on what the defense does after the ball is snapped. Um, they've got a good vertical game with Torrey Smith and and uh, Jeffrey, so those two guys can really get down the field and, and make make plays down the field on the ball, which. Um, most of the West Coast deep balls were as a result of a certain look. So if you've got a certain coverage, then you would throw the ball to the deep guy in the pattern. Um, I would say with these two players in particular, they, they call some plays that are designed to go to them down the field, and rightfully so. They're good deep field receivers. So, yeah, I'd say it's, this is quite a bit different from uh, the classic West Coast offense, although the roots of it are the same and fundamentals of uh, crossing pattern and horizontal spacing and things like that. Are, that's they're there. Now, last time you played Kansas City uh, in the postseason was 2015, and Doug Peterson was the offensive coordinator. Is it similar to what Kansas? I know different personnel, but is it similar to what they were doing conceptually? Sure, there's a lot of carry over there. Yep, there's a lot of carry over there. Um, uh, one of the differences in that game being though that uh, Doug wasn't calling the plays, and uh, I think that you can see from his play calling uh, in Philadelphia over the last two years. Um, He's a very aggressive style, and um, but a very sound. I mean, he doesn't. It's not reckless. It's it's sound and calculating, and uh, he puts his players in good positions, and and they're aggressive. So um, again, each play caller is different. Um, not saying one's good, one's bad, or anything else. They're just they're just different, and you have to prepare for them differently. And 
uh, the games are you know, have a little different uh, slant to them based on on the person calling the plays, what he's trying to set up, and how he's trying to attack him. Going back to Nick Foles, do they run the same stuff that they did with Carson Wentz, or did they, have they had to make some adjustments there? Uh, it's pretty much the same offense. What about Zach Ertz? What have you seen from him this year? He's had a, one, of, one of his better years. He's a good football player. Um, big target, very good hands, uh, very good route runner. He's a smart football player. He's very savvy and um, is a key player for him. He makes a lot of big plays for him on third down in the red area, uh, critical situations, two-minute in the game. Uh, when they need plays, he's he's a guy you got to stop. Uh, if he's open, you can forget about it. If you cover him, then maybe you can force him to go to another option. But he's um, he's a hard guy to match up against because of his size and, and uh, his experience. Um, very good route runner. And he has a good chemistry, obviously, with Foles. They have a lot of confidence in each other. And uh, a lot of times it looks like the defense has it covered, but it's the ball gets in there anyway. So. He's tough. Mm-hmm. When you guys play on the road, communication for your offense is key anyway. It's a noisy atmosphere. It would seem that in a indoor stadium, in a Super Bowl, it might be even louder than what, you, than what the norm would be. So communication, I would think, would be even more important for you this week than even any other time. Yeah, communication would be uh, key for us, Dale. I agree with that. Um, we've been a lot of loud stadiums, uh, so sure this will be loud we've had loud stadiums before it was loud in pittsburgh it's, it's loud everywhere um but i think one thing we're gonna have to be ready for this week is the crowd noise on both sides of the ball uh my experience in these games has been it's just loud period it's loud all the time um so you always have since it's not a true home team it's a neutral field you, you just kind of have a general high noise level and so um Usually we prepare for communication issues on one side of the ball or the other. I think in a game like this, you've got to be ready for both. Uh, if it doesn't happen, then it doesn't happen. But you don't want to be unprepared for it and then find out that communication is an issue. So uh, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll be ready to go on all those. If it is, if it isn't, then that's fine, too. We'll adjust to it. I've just got a couple more for you. One, uh, Gronk practiced. Uh, how, how did he look in practice to you? Um. Yeah, well, it was good having him out there. So we'll see how it goes as the week progresses. And I got a good one here, a good key performance question of the week. Since we're going to uh, be seeing the Super Bowl on Sunday, it's your favorite uh, Super Bowl memory as a fan. You didn't have many of those. You've been in the NFL since, what, 1975. So uh, f- favorite one as a fan and favorite one as a participant. Uh, well, it's probably about a seven-way tie on the participants uh, <laughs> or five-way tie anyway um you know the su- first super bowl in 01 was pretty special uh, adam's kick that was that was a big moment um you know as a fan uh, i mean name a super bowl win for the jets um you know beating the nfl was a that was a big moment for football um so that was a it was early, <laughs> Super Bowl three is a long time ago, but um, that was a big moment for football. Kind of like the Alan Amici touchdown was in the Giants Colts uh, NFL Championship. Uh, so there's, there's some of those games you just kind of those, those plays stick out. When he said it, uh, "Hey, we're gonna beat, we're gonna win the game." Do you think this guy's crazy? I mean, it was they were a huge underdog, and it was the AFL, and they weren't really taken seriously. Did you think, uh, come on, yeah. Colts are gonna crush you guys? 
I mean, I was 14 years old, so I don't know. <laughs> Epic analysis at that point. But you just, didn't? <laughs> well, but you know, you would see the NFL and NFL on TV. You would see the NFL games usually at 1 o'clock, and then the NFL games usually came on later in the afternoon. Um, and you just kind of just sort of, especially after the first two Super Bowls of Green Bay was pretty dominant in those games. Um, it just kind of felt like, these two aren't really on the same level, and then when they merged, and and that was a game that kind of, I think, really highlighted how how equal the leagues were. So, um, say historically, it was a big game. It wasn't one play uh, necessarily, but um, just as a game, it was it was a great game for for pro football. Uh, last one for me. When did you become aware of Tom Brady's documentary series that he's doing? Um. I'm not sure. Uh, I guess whenever it was announced. You know, any problem with it? No, I mean, I'm Tom, look, Tom does a great job with uh, everything that he does. I'm sure it'll be, uh, sure it'll be interesting and entertaining. Congratulations on uh, being back in the Super Bowl this week in Minneapolis. Best of luck to you, and we appreciate the time all season long. It's been fun. All right, you're welcome. Thanks. Okay. Yep, have a Thanks. good week. Head Coach Bill Belichick joining us here on Sports Radio WEEI.